Good evening, y'all, and welcome to A Hopeful Heart with Hannah Joy. So in review of the short story I've been reading here, there is a young girl. The story started and she was 11 and the arthritis was starting to get bad for her again. But God spoke to her and she believed he would heal her. Thought maybe when she turned 12, but it didn't happen. Her arthritis kept getting worse and now she's in a wheelchair. She just turned 13 and still no healing. It's not looking good, but she's still smiling. And that's where we pick back up. When asked about her hopes and plans for the future, what she wanted to do or be when she grew up, she would tell them of her plan to attend the old Bible college in town, which they all knew was not very handicap accessible with its old steep stairs and the historical buildings. And she would speak of her calling to the mission field to be a missionary. And she would say that she hoped to say one day that she had been to every country in the world by the time she died. These people would then look at her wheelchair in skepticism. Seeing this, she would quickly respond, Oh, it's okay. God's going to heal me. An eyebrow would raise as they tried to think up a response to her. She would explain, See, when God calls you to it, he'll see you through it. And the way I figure it, it would be a lot easier for him to heal me than to make both the college and mission field, the whole world really, handicap accessible. Her 14th birthday came and went. She used to earnestly seek out healing. If a healing evangelist or a special time of healing or really anything with the word healing was anywhere local, she was there. Believing, expecting, ready, willing, and open. But again and again, she went away from them, seemingly no different physically than when she arrived. In fact, if anything, she left worse mentally, emotionally, and even spiritually than when she arrived. Because for her, then, she could not see beyond the physical, the obvious outward, that the Lord might do. She found herself looking inward to herself Her ability to limit God. Was there sin holding her back? Unforgiveness? Had she not said the correct words in the correct pattern to convince him to heal her then? Horror of horrors, worse still. But was it possible she had missed it somehow, and now it was too late? Was she somehow incapable of conjuring up even a small mustard seed of faith, as one such healing evangelist had declared to her? And she would weep. Not because she stopped believing the word the Lord had given her so long ago, but because she began to realize that the meetings were just causing her to look where she shouldn't, inward to herself and her abilities, instead of upwards to the one who had spoken. Then people began to puzzle and ask her, Don't you still believe God is going to heal? When she would say she was not going to the latest special service for healing. Yes, of course, I still believe. He always keeps his promises. And if he tells me it is time I should go to that meeting, I will be there. But I will not tempt myself to doubt him or to look away from him again by going if it is not yet time. Then she would go home and laying her head upon her pillow, she would weep, not in doubt, just in prayer, and hope that he would tell her to go to that meeting or that place, or that visiting person. And she would close her eyes, and he would comfort her, 
saying, Not yet, child, but soon. For it was not about her idea of timing, but his, and his timing is always perfect. Wow, that was a loaded section of that story. There is so much I could dissect here and add. So many verses come to mind. But mostly my mind goes to the parable of the neighbor in Luke eleven five through 8, who continues to knock, to persevere, and then gets what they needed. And in the next verse, Jesus said, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be open. And then continues with illustrations of a good father. I can hear the argument then of why didn't this young girl from the story I've been reading, why didn't she continue to go to those meetings to seek out healing, to persevere? And therein, I think, is the problem, our, or at least my perception of things. She may have not been seeking out healing in the way we would expect, believe, or perceive, an obvious way. Like when the Bible says to pray without ceasing, it's not saying we must always be talking out loud in a type of chanting regiment 24-7. She was still pursuing healing, but she was firstly and foremostly pursuing Christ. It wasn't about doing what other people might perceive as good or per- about pursuing God's hand, but about his all. No matter how it looked to others, her relationship with the giver of healing was most important. She was still pursuing healing, but pursuing the giver of healing and not just the gift of healing. And having a relationship like that with the Almighty One is how we as Christians must live. In order to know, day by day, or case by case, how we are to walk, or talk, or be. Whether we should, like the girl used to, pursue the meetings, and if that is how we are to pursue the promises he has given us, or if, as the girl did later, we are to desist, to not attend, that we are to pursue, to persevere, in another way. We must I cannot say that enough. We must have such a close contact relationship with God that we know that we know that we know what we are to do, to be, to say, even in a moment's notice. What works for one person may not work for another. One person's calling or promise on their life may not be yours. Of course, everything should have a foundation and not be contradictory to Scripture. But off of that foundation, that cornerstone, realize that God, and therefore how he works in your life or in my life, or his calling or promises in our lives, cannot be put in a proverbial box. Know God. Seek God for yourself. For yourself. Matthew 6.33 But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, And all these things shall be added to you. Seek first God. God, we seek you. We pursue you. Above all, we desire you. To have the faith, the steadfast belief, like this young girl, no matter how many years pass by, no matter how it might look to others, even to not care how it might look to others, we need you. We need that type of relationship, the faith of a child, 
please bring us back to that. That innocence which isn't weighed down by the head knowledge of age, of time, of even science. Who took you at your word just because you said so. And that was enough. Thank you for your Holy Spirit, for your discerning spirit, for choosing us to speak to us, to teach us, to train us, to help us grow in maturity in you, as we should. Despite, I know for myself, I can be quite stubborn. Thank you for breaking through that stubbornness and even to use it, to change it around for your glory. I love you, Jesus. Thank you for loving me first and always. Amen and amen. As it is mentioned in Philippians, may the peace of God guard your hearts and minds in the days ahead. Until next time, be blessed, y'all.